If you're in the UK, good evening. If you're in the US or Canada, good afternoon. If you happen to be in Australia or Japan, good morning. Now, today's show, we're going to be doing some controversial things, so I had to find two people. I mean, Rich, you're not a controversial person, are you? Yeah. Two seconds, guys. Uh, that was so controversial. That was very controversial. I'm Jesus, not going to lie. We're starting the show, Haney, and already breaking off the controversy. Well, I'm, the least I'm the least controversial person here. That's what Says I was going to say, too. Says who? I, I, I've done nothing absolutely, nothing controversial ever in my life. Uh, Haney's it's... favorite word in the dictionary is deny. <laughs> deny? But first, but first, it's actually, turn... it's, it's actually indubitably, but. Well, we'll... <laughs> okay, I'm close. Oh, dear. But first, intern, roll the intro. The first comment I've just seen is this. Oh, here we go. King Haney. Got King Haney. Uh, it's called Saturday night again. It's time for the magic of wrestling. I am, of course, the magician, Liam Wakelin. Unfortunately, of course, Mr. Isaac is obviously away and obviously some things to deal with. So I've got two very, very special friends on. First off, I'll let the guy below us introduce himself. It is I, your Lord Rich Southwood, coming to you from Southwood Manor, the official office and uh afw man cave how are you guys i am very very well it seems like a, a while since you've been on the show i was trying to work out when you were last on uh it's it's been a few months probably i don't Is think i been? definitely haven't been here since i've been um at the new place okay so are you keeping well though all good i'm sorry i said are we keeping well are we all good yeah, everything's doing good around here. School's getting ready to start for my son, so it's been busy. <laughs> of course, and of course, we've got, I mean, he's already said that he's not controversial, but I beg to differ. The guy at the side of me, introduce yourself. Well, I'm a Haney, as you, as, as you know, and I'm the sort of, how do you put it there? Well, I'm the least controversial person here for a start, you know? So I, I, I'm just here to try and calm things down a little bit a, a soothing presence yes would he though i really with my dulcet tones any how's your week been my friend um it has been it's been all right it's been mainly work unfortunately but it's been good of course of course um anything exciting then other than work Anything exciting other than work? Um, I've been playing about with my 3D printer, but that's about it. <laughs> so no, then? No. Is that basically what you're saying? No. FM Wrestler says, not just you, Haney, King Haney. Tell me. We get it, FN Wrestling. We get it. <laughs> so let me get this straight. I've got a king and I've got a lord in the show. Brilliant. Absolutely right. 
Of course. So before we obviously get into our main event, the controversial people, um, let's get into some uh, news, shall we? Let's get into our part one, as I always call it, the Magic Weekly. For a second there, I thought Haney was actually vibing them for some reason. Sorry? I thought you was vibing them for some reason. This, the thing at the bottom, it looked like you were vibing. Vibing? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, this is great. He started great. to do uh, the right dance. He's like... That bushwasher. Waka. Oh. <laughs> That's brilliant. So, let's get some news out of the way. <laughs> what was that? I'm saying I'm not licking the screen, though. Why? So weird. <laughs> what up, Bessie? Uh, so, yeah, obviously, we've got some news to go through. Jey Uso, um, wow, he's he's made a, a big, big statement. He said that he's done with the Bloodline, he's done with SmackDown, and he's done with WWE. And apparently, he's been moved to the Illumini roster. So, Rich, I mean, wow, that's it's a big little statement there. What do you think? Oh, well, I've seen it everywhere. He's obviously all elite now. Didn't you hear? No, I've not. I've seen it, but... I'm guessing this is all kayfabe, but that would be my guess. Fair enough. Haney? Yeah. I'm on vacation. Time with the family, you know. I'll be gone forever. Or at least six weeks. <laughs> yeah, or eight months. Yeah, normally six to eight weeks. That's like a healing type thing, but... Yeah, hopefully, I mean, hopefully he doesn't come back with a mask on. How many times have we seen that? That's brilliant. I mean, but speaking of obviously the Bloodline storyline, is it really... Is it getting boring now, Rich? It's, it's dragged on for quite some time, and like... Paul Heyman had just had a statement saying like they're in just in the bottom third or something like that of this whole mm-hmm. story. So I'm like, it's gonna go on until 2027. Yeah, it is. Hey, what about you? Um, it's uh, it, it, it has its sort of peaks and then it sort of falls down a bit. I don't. I, I mean, yeah, but it was um, they have surprised us a few times, you know. But um, it's it, it's where it's going to where it's going to go and how it's how it's going to uh, sort of uh, what was it um, come to an end that I'm I'm interested in you know I don't think it's going to be yeah. this year I think it's going to be next year at WrestleMania. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, the one thing obviously, Rich fans are obviously very critical on is the obviously storylines when it comes to WWE. Take yeah. the bloodline. Take the bloodline one. I obviously WWE. There's not really many storylines which stick out. Really, would you agree? Uh, yes, but and then there you have the comment made by um, who was it, Seamus, saying that you know Roman has benefited from getting a lot of on TV storyline time, and maybe other people would shine if they got that much time too. So maybe, maybe there's a little bit of resentment there within the locker room because of that too. Possibly. Um, Haney, what about you? Well, yeah, but that's I mean that's always the case in any company, you know. It's, it's not just a WWE thing. I mean, in New Japan, it's Okada. AEW is a wee bit different at the moment. You know, well, because... the only thing I would say is WWE is the only story that's worth watching, really. Yeah. If you're talking about a rating standpoint, AEW at least has 
two or three things that will keep you interested. This is all WWE has, so I understand why they're trying to milk it because yeah. it's their it's their hottest commodity and it's their best storyline. And uh-huh. it was their best storyline up until right after WrestleMania and everything. After that, I think yeah. is when it started to fall off. It's 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 interesting though, as, as you say with the AEW. I mean, people go people are going on. I mean, the big the big story just now with the AEW is um, Adam Cole and MJF. Mm-hmm. But uh, was it for for us people that have been of a sort of we've been watching wrestling and not not just in the big companies that story's been done by MJF yeah. <laughs> three times now right. and 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 I guarantee you the next thing that will happen out of that is you'll 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 go on a date with a uh, Brit you know Brit Baker you know mm-hmm. uh, it called because he did he's done that in the past as well you know but that's yeah. not to knock it because nobody's seen it you know. But um, it's like the summer of punk. We, we've had it twice. Twice we nearly had it three times. You know, yeah. it's, just, it's just people do what they know. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't mind a rerun of a storyline yeah. as long as the players make it interesting in a different way and yeah. spin it a little bit in a different way. That's I, how it can work. I mean, look at Rick Flair. He wrestled the exact same match for forty years. Exact <laughs> same match. <laughs> but that was different when you wrestled the same match everywhere you went. Yeah. Like on the tours and everything, it's it's different now because you don't have that same type of format. But yeah, but yeah. people would do it too, and they would still go from show to show and still watch the same wrestling match. Exactly, that's what that was my point. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So we'll obviously head over seriously to AEW, and the main event of obviously Dynamite. It's got a lot of people talking for all the wrong reasons, Haney. I mean, I've seen it, and it's it wasn't a good ending. Would you agree? Not totally. I, I mean. The, the the challenge the challenge the challenge I've got uh, AEW's got is but was how do they keep it fresh you know um, mm-hmm. um and you're always going to get hit and misses yeah. and, and you should I mean for the, the longest time it's either been MGF at the end or uh, what was it the Amaga and the Bucks you know so um what was it they've tried something different and it just didn't didn't sort of happen for them. Okay, uh, Rich. Well, I mean, I I understood the Sheeta having the main event the episode before on the 200th because she was an original, and then getting the title back when she was the champion of the pandemic. I I understand all that made perfect sense to me. It, it was a little interesting this week to go with that. Um, I I I really thought that probably BCC would be there. Mm-hmm. But, and with kind of what happened, it, it would have logically made sense too. But I don't know. That's just the way that it is. A lot of people, obviously, online, and obviously, I thought this as well, is this was obviously the main event because of the Lou Fisto comments and stuff like that. Do you think this mm-hmm. is kind of the reason why, or is it just, just more trialing something different? Hmm. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, but was it isn't? I mean, that's entirely possible if you think about it. I mean, I mean, I'm not saying it's not possible, but that yeah. honestly, that thought didn't even enter my mind, not yeah. even once. I I don't think that he panders like that. I feel like he, I feel like he's always been a champion for diversity in the the way that he's signed people, the way he's the way he's taking care of people, the people that he's had as champions. I I, I don't I don't. See, I feel like maybe someone's in this individual experience with people within the locker room. Maybe they don't have a good experience, yeah. so they want to blame the company. But I don't feel like that's the locker room in general. So I don't feel like he, he feels the need to pander. Yeah. Okay. 
I, I mean, I mean, I get that, you know. But typically, with bullies, the people that are the people that are doing it are the ones that are the first to come out and say that it's not happening. You know, um, I mean, the one person that should have said something is Tony, and it's not it's not been said. You know, it was it was more the the minions came out. You know, well, but you understand the reason why he didn't is because the last time oh, someone said something big swole, he said something. He got yeah, he's damned yeah. if he do, damned if he doesn't. So and, he let the ladies speak for him. And that takes me to my next point, and then coming back to the sort sort of main event, um, but was um, and it's typical of it's typical of wrestling fans, and uh, and I I've sort of said this, most people don't want to watch women wrestling, you know, and that's not I, I love women wrestling, I, I love the uh, what was it, uh, the Japanese from nineties and things like that. To me, that was just uh, awesome, you know, but. Mm-hmm. The vast majority of people don't don't want to watch it. Watch that, you know. But was even even a lot of the the women that are at the wrestling don't want to watch the women wrestle. They want to see the guys wrestle, you know. But then you've got this hypocrisy when they don't do something, or they're not. They're, they're not uh, Tony Khan's not interested in the or or right. not interested in the women. He's not wrestling. interested in building the women's division. And then when they do something, they crap on it. You know, it's just it's. I mean, what what do you do? You're damned if they do and you're damned if they don't. You know. <laughs> yeah, the one thing I mean, Annie makes a valid point there. The one thing, obviously, I've noticed from a wrestling fan's point of view over the past couple of months is how toxic obviously they are. You could obviously, like I said, if they're saying book the women's division better and you try it, they're still gonna like bitch about it. So you you can't win regardless of wrestling fans. I'm not yeah. saying all fans, by the way. I'm just saying like a, a percentage well, of them. To me, to me, you don't necessarily have to have the women main event. Put two matches on Dynamite. Put two matches mm-hmm. on collision. I think that maybe the people saying book the women's division better means more airtime, not necessarily place for the match. Yeah. Yeah. That would be that that would be my thought from taking it away. And Tony Khan seems to be a pretty smart dude. So I think that he would understand that too. Yeah. Yeah. As you sort of says, he's seen them as a champion. So he's thinking that the guys are at that main event, you know. It's a world title. That's what I was trying to tell people. He's main eventing a world championship. Why is that? We're conditioned to believe that it's not good because it's the women's world title. It's still a world championship. I I wouldn't mess with absolutely deserves the main event. Yeah, I wouldn't mess with any of these girls, big or small. (laughs) Effing wrestling says um, start the show with the women. Sometimes I mean, yeah, I mean even start them with a show. I'm not against that idea. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that either. No, I'm just saying, I mean, like, people who are saying things like he's trying to uplift the title by making it a main event. Yeah. Pretty interesting. What do you, what do you want? Like, yeah, everyone wants their cake and to eat it, too. The, 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 the WWE is a perfect example with the IC belt right now. It, was, it couldn't get much lower two years ago, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, it's a pointless title. Look at it now. Everybody's it's talked about just as big as, as the world title. Gun, is, is Gunther the greatest and Gunther, Gunther has definitely raised the IC title overall yeah. because you again you make a valid point there before all that it was an afterthought and obviously Gunther in the ring's absolutely yeah. terrific I mean look at what he's done over the past how long has he been champion now over a year a year and yeah. a half almost yeah and look obviously the, the things he's done he's done great in the rumble and stuff like that so yeah overall I think he's done absolutely terrific well, yeah. And folks, let's. What is the last title that Tony tried to elevate? The international title, and let's look at it now. 
It is yeah. more. It is the second most important belt in AEW. It has far surpassed the TNT title, and it and Orange Cassidy is one of the greatest champions and is the most like percentage wise or whatever the most fighting champion in AEW history at this point. Uh-huh. Like, let's give the man a chance to try to elevate this title as well. Maybe she is about to yes. go on a run. Yeah, yeah, and and you and you and you know I'm not sort of like a. I'm not a big OC fan. I don't like the style because I'm old school. But what you say is what you say is a sort of agree with because it's a scenario of what they did with somebody like Brett. You know, he had that big and it was and can't get out. I see the belt. It was a run for you know, and then he moved up. He was elevated. You know, what was it called? So. It puts him out and is getting them ready for that world title run, you know. Uh, what was it in which people it, it will come, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but people don't see that. People want things like this now, you know. Uh, it was um, mm-hmm. and again coming back to the damn if you do, damn if you don't. Bloodline, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, doing taking too long to do things, not taking not taking enough time to do things. Where do you weigh that up, you know? That, yeah. that's, no, that's... I no, feel exactly. like for a storyline you have like two years max with today's wrestling fan. If you go anything longer than that, they're just like blah 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 blah. They don't care anymore. Yeah. That, yeah. I, no. I you, freaking sorry. bug over here is bothering me. But I was just gonna make one more point. You know fine well and and again it's just wrestling, like there's gonna come a period of time where like I mean I know I I don't like them, you know, but that was I, I know I sort of joke, but I'm using this as an example where everybody will detest the young bucks. It will happen because that's it happened with the NWO, it happened with DX, you know. Uh, but was it happened with Evolution? It's going to happen, you know. <laughs> Nexus, uh, Nexus, all oh, for life, bro. You already know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but yeah, it, it, it's just the fickleness of fans, you know. That uh, was it, it, as I say to people. The internet community isn't that big. It's about seventy to a hundred thousand people. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know? it is. I want to get your thoughts on this comment because David Pendleton okay. says, "Are you guys saying Anna J isn't a main eventer?" Rich, I'll let you start with that one. I think I uh, no. I'm saying she's absolutely a main eventer. I think I was very pro the match the way it was, and I think it elevates her as well, especially coming out of a storyline with Chris freaking Jericho. Showing that he she didn't need him. She needed to be a spotlight shine on her. I think she absolutely needed to be in that main event. I thought it was great timing. Okay. Any response to that question? I can't argue with what just was just said. You know, it's, it, it, exactly that. You know, when when do you when is somebody not ready? You know, if you three weeks ago they were I, I, I get into a back. They're not they're not doing anything. They're not elevating anybody. They elevate somebody and they criticize it. And there's know? already past story there. They show exactly. the freaking footage. <laughs> Whoa, he's spoon feeding it to you. Here you go. Here's backstory. Here's build up. It's years in the making. Oh, yeah. man, man, they're worthy. Blah, 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 blah. And, and that's probably, and that's probably babies, bro. And that's probably why the bloodline story is so low because it, it's so slow because the WWE have learned that they need to spoon feed that really mm-hmm. slow to people. One step at a time, you know, or they don't get it, you know. Shout <laughs> yeah. out Marty, by the way. Sorry. There you go. Shout out what? Sorry. Sorry, Rich, what did you say? Well, I said shout out Marty, by the way. 
Yes. <laughs> Sorry, we're on Stigwin. What's he on about? Uh, right, well, obviously, we'll move on to our next story. And this is actually kind of interesting because this is our next story. Mysterio's IC title, well, US title winning doesn't make sense. I have to agree. When I saw this, Alec, it was like, what? It, the question I had was, why? I mean, does yeah. this make sense at all? I think it. I, I think it does. For one, I, I think it does. At the end of the story, right now, it doesn't seem like it. But there's mm-hmm. there's a couple of, there's a couple of factors there. There's there's the LWO. What's going to happen with that? Because mm-hmm. people forgot Ray wasn't really part of the LWO. He was he was sort of like in it, but was it unwillingly? And he was chucked out of it by Eddie. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, so uh, what was it? I can see that. Uh, I can see uh, maybe Dom coming into play with that storyline as well, you know, because one's got the uh, the NXT North American Championship, the other one's got the the WWE North American Championship. There's there's loads of uh, scenarios here. Again, that's just thinking about it. Mm-hmm. At the moment, though, if you just at uh, face value, it doesn't make sense, but I'm sure it will. Okay, Rich, your response. I mean, is it possible, too, that they are trying to elevate Theory now from that title to either a Gunther or a World Championship, like against Rollins or something? I, I think they could do multiple things with this to flip, to be the other side of the coin of what Haney was talking about. They can move this with Ray through Dom or blah, blah, blah. They can also take Theory and go through here on path A, B, and C as well, so... I think that, no, it seems weird now, but most of the time these kind of things do. But he's already a two-time champion. I mean, all you did was add more pedigree. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, definitely. If you'd if be told at the beginning of the year, yeah, they're going to put the US title on Ray, you would think to yourself, well, I don't see anything wrong with that. I see a mistake. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, put it on someone popular. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we'll finish up, obviously, with NXT because we've not spoke about these obviously on the show for a while. I saw a comment, obviously, one on our community chats, and it was, is Dom a draw for NXT? I said no simply because I feel like the NXT brand isn't as big as it used to. But, Rich, what do you think? Is he actually a draw for NXT? See, I don't really watch WWE or NXT, but I'm going to guess that if you have someone that's a main roster come on to your lower show... It is a draw for that show. Technically, I would say in the in the in the most technical way, yes. I don't know if that's helping them or not, but it should. Okay, hey, that makes sense. Yeah, it, 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 again, this comes down to us knowing insider terms. What well, I mean, what mm-hmm. is a what what is a draw? You know, uh, what was it? Um, uh, what was it? You could look at it from the side, but. At the moment, NXT isn't a draw because it's it's in a university, you know. It's mm-hmm. the same crowd every week. It's it's um, the numbers haven't really changed even since the even since the um, from the Thursday to the Wednesday to the Tuesday, the the numbers are sort of stagnated. At the same, okay. you know, is that what a draw is? You know, uh, it was. Um, where the draw comes into play is down the line where Dom has to drop that title to somebody, you know, and they instantly become elevated, you know, because he's he's not just beating Dom, they're beating the Judgment Day, you know, which is a big group. So there's there's loads of factors, there's loads of factors to it, you know. Um, I mean, if you go back in history, and I mean this is a controversial statement right here that people don't think with, but there's actually there's actually two massive two 
to, to justify this. If you actually look at the num the numbers, the the horsemen were a jobber group, right? Yeah, and the, the reason okay. I say, the reason I say that was because their primary objective was to get the title and elevate the babyface, right? Uh, what was it called? And if you actually look at all the tag matches and uh, matches they had as a, a as a unit, they lost okay. far more than one, you know. But that wasn't an, that's not a negative thing, right? Yeah. In today's in today's world, we would see that as a jobber group, right? You know. In reality, it's not. They were there doing a job. <laughs> they were there yeah, elevating I'm, people, you know. I'm, yeah, I'm just trying to find and see if because I'm sure that it actually told you all the the viewership. So yeah, just. I can't seem to find it, but I do believe the viewership did go up a little bit. That's why I asked you the terms, is it a draw? But I don't know. I mean, it, it varies between 600 and 450,000. Uh, okay. Was, uh, and that has done since since even when they were on the road and they were competing with the AEW. Occasionally they had a higher, you know, they went higher. Mm -hmm. But that's, that's their sort of average is around that range. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, there's not really much you can add to that. Rich, you got anything to add to that? Or... I just, yeah, I, I think he covered it because it depends on if you want to, what you consider a draw is if the amount of numbers that he pulls in per quarter hour that he's on, or is it how many extra tickets he's selling to NXT shows because they know he's going to be there. Like, it's, I think draw is very different now than what it was 40 years ago. Yeah, it's... It, it is kind of draw. It's, it's, the it's Yeah, I think that's personal perspective. So I think that's a nice little thing to end on. So, but I, I just, just wanted to make one thing. Remember, back in the day, you didn't know how many tickets you were going to sell and Anita one week to mm -hmm. the next. Now, AEW and WWE know, know exactly how many people are going to be in that arena on that day. You know, NXT mm -hmm. is the same because it's basically through a university and it's it's. Mainly students that are in the crowd, <laughs> you know. So, uh, yeah, yeah, true, true. Well, I guess I, I'm kind of annoyed because I can't seem to find the viewership because I remember reading it and I can't remember exactly yeah. what it was. But I guess I think you've both covered it really, really well. So, right then, gentlemen, are we ready for the main event? It's main event time. The main event. I ain't saying anything. I am not saying a single word. Dude, I just want to go play some, like, Super Nintendo wrestling games now. <laughs> What's up? Uh, we're on about I the, I the intro. I want to play some Super Nintendo wrestling games right oh, now. Oh, yes. Uh, before, we, before we get into our main event, we're going to say a massive shout-out, obviously, to our sponsor, FTW, Woo! Fight the World Wrestling. Now, everyone wants to be trained to be a wrestler, right? I mean, Rich, I'm sure you do. Uh, Yeah. Now, oh. there you go. So this FTW wrestling, obviously, you get to be trained by none other than two friends of the show, Brian Idol and Natalia Markov. I mean, what can you say there? I mean, that's just... Rich, are you all right there? Do, do we need to check on you? I, I'm having heart palpitations. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, Anyone about you... Are you thinking about Brian Idol or are you thinking about Narco no, 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 That's for me to know for you to find out. <laughs> uh, so for $250 a month, you can learn from the very, very best two people we know. And I'm just going to shout out this as well. One of their shows is coming to this channel very, very soon. So stay tuned for that. 
impressive. Yeah. I'll just let that sink in. Right then, gentlemen. Today we're covering controversial people. And this is obviously part two. So obviously part one will be in the description. And, I mean, first thing I want to ask, Rich, when you think of a controversial person in wrestling, what do you think? I mean, there's so much controversy in wrestling these days. It's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. When I think of controversy in terms of wrestling, I think of a person who has either said or done something that has either A, he did it A in public in a shoot fashion going against kayfabe, so the people are involved, or there's a controversy where it is completely shoot backstage with everyone else. I think it falls into one of those two type of categories. Mm-hmm. Okay. Any, what about you? Yeah, pretty, pretty much the, 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 the same in terms of what controversy is in wrestling. You know, uh, there's other aspects we can go into, which, you know, but I don't think, uh, like, a, a wrestler's, like, uh, what was it, um, political opinions or whatever is something you can really co- we can really talk about as being controversial because that that's that's a person. Like, Kane, you know, I'm not, I know Kane lost a lot of fans because... Mm. Because of the same date he's on, you know. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure, I'm sure there's others, you know. Mm-hmm. That, but that's 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 something for them. That to me, that's not controversial. That's just something they believe in. That me may may not necessarily, you know. Yeah, to me, it's more of an action. It's not. It's not necessarily a belief like that. Yeah. You know. I, mean, I guess what you say can be an action, but not yeah. in terms of like your civil liberties or anything else like that. Yeah. yeah. It, it, Exactly. I mean, Kane's a perfect example. We went from being this guy that was beloved to being this, how do you put it? Oh no, he's this arsehole. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. For no other reason than the fact that he's, he's got a political view, you know, whether it's whether you believe in it or not, you know, that uh, it was, um, I think you shouldn't judge people on where they come from and what they believe in. Unless mm-hmm. it's detrimental to somebody else, you know, which is again, Precisely. you know, but. Yep. so just, for people listening, just to explain what's going on, we've got 10 more obviously wrestlers on and figures in wrestling, not just obviously people in the ring. And yeah, we're just going to talk about each individual one. As yeah. I say, if, if there's nobody on the list who you think should be on the list, go mm-hmm. check out part one because there's some big, big names on this. And yeah, that's pretty much yeah. it. So, number 10 is it's Dixie Carter. Now, the interesting thing is, there's so many videos online what's called on quote-unquote the Carter Clangers, like stuff she's done in Impact. I mean, there's so much she's done, I could literally do a whole show about it. But Rich, Dixie Carter, go ahead. Uh, See, so Dixie Carter, she's like, um, I'm not, I, I don't I don't know much about her as probably Haney does. It's, this would probably be the one person I, I know the least about on the list. So I'm going mm-hmm. to defer. Okay, Miss Haney. Well, as you know, what was it? There is there's many controversial decisions Dixie has made. You know, with a with a tenure and a ownership of like TNE, you know, which ultimately let let's be honest, it led to sort of his demise. You know, mm-hmm. from from the stuff around what happened with AJ to bringing in Hogan and Bischoff. You know, um, to what happened with Je- Jeff Jarrett. You know the way the, the, the controversy behind them being pushed out of the company. You know, mm-hmm. um, 
for me, what 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 it really comes down to with 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 with, um, with Dixie, and I know that is is just controversial, bad decision making, business decision making. You know, uh, what was it, um, that re- that was really de- really became detrimental to the running of the company. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, um, she was. She sort of had Vince Russo away from, from what's been told. You know, there was a period of time where he wasn't meant to be there, but he was. Yep. He was still booking, and that sort of led to them losing their TV deal and losing various talent and things like that because a lot of people just didn't want to work with them. You know, mm-hmm. um, uh, but was it to, to obviously bring it in? What I mean, what you I mean. What you've got to understand, Rich, is, is, is Liam will probably concur with this. TNA in the UK was massive, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, right. Definitely. I have heard that before. The yeah. old TNA was like very big over there. Yeah, it was. Uh, we're talking compared to what WWE did, you know, even on a cable television, it was doing big numbers, you know. The UK, um, it was, they were doing like, these tours over here. But they were mm-hmm. two or three weeks of uh, it was tapings. Uh, they were doing they were doing uh, pay per view events. You know, um, just huge thing, right? Yeah. And the and the crowds were obviously really really big there. I remember watching it obviously on TV as well. The crowd was absolutely t- terrific, but they never really capitalised on it. Would you agree? No. Ex- exactly. Uh, I mean, I know for a fact that they sold they sold out they sold out a venue in Glasgow. Uh, what was it? Two nights in a row, right? Mm-hmm. And a few months later, WWE were here, and it was it wasn't even like it was just over half full, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, because people knew what they were getting with the WWE product. They weren't getting a they weren't getting a, like a big sort of like extravaganza. They were getting wrestling, you know, which was good. I mm-hmm. enjoyed it, but yeah, but for perspective, the crowds were huge, you know. And, mm-hmm. and, and there was a huge fanfare around what they were doing, you know. Um, Jeff Hardy had built up a lot, not Jeff Hardy, sorry. Jeff Jarrett had built up a, a lot of relationships as well. There was, TNA was really heavily entwined in the sort of tried resurgence of world world of sport. And yep. that came around about the time where the, the sort of falling out and the leaving of, uh, was it TNA? And that, that basically made that whole project crumble, you know. Even yeah, the... The the, the 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 couple of stories which I always remember is, I remember listening to the Angelina Love interview and she yeah. said that the biggest like thing what hurt TNA the most was losing that TV deal with Spike. Yep, that was probably the key one where literally because that's where the money it was obviously big numbers obviously big like money because obviously uh, Spike was obviously paying for obviously all the big talent and yeah and I, I have to agree what Hanish just said there I think it is the business the business side. When it comes to Dixie, do you know what I mean? I mean, the great thing is now, if you watch the product now, obviously I know Dixie's got five percent shares still, but the products, I think it's definitely on the up. I've got to be honest. Have you seen the product recently? I haven't. Yeah, I, I don't watch anything but AEW. Okay, and have you seen the product recently? Yeah, and it's, and it's really good. You know, uh, what was it? Um, I, I mean, I would say even during the even during the sort of the pandemic. You know, they they were consistently doing good shows. You know, because because in a strange way, because of the way their sort of business it took them, they were sort of used to that small arena. You know, nobody there. You know, don't mean that in a disrespectful way, 
but they mm-hmm. had really kind of formed that in and they were doing some really good stuff, you know. Uh, but was and and they've sort of continued that on. They've done some silly stuff, like the I'm not a big fan of people dying <laughs> as, as storylines. <laughs> right. But, okay. But um, uh, but we have we have. Oh, a, how long back does that go? It goes back quite a ways, right? No, no, it was only like last year. <laughs> I thought that they started me. doing that like a while ago. The one which I first one I remember seeing was obviously uh, Ali, or as obviously we know now as the Bunny. That's the, yeah. one of the, the key yeah. one. And then I think oh, it was okay. Eric. And was it they Eric Young? Off, they killed off Eric Young last year. Mm. So I knew, but yeah, I knew about it's... Bunny. I didn't know that she was the first one. Yeah, I, th- I thought she I'm not was saying... the last in the long line. Is what because I, I watch her uh, podcast occasionally, um, or her vlog. I mean, and uh, she made it sound like. There was other people before her that were that had that had happened to. Yeah. Maybe that was another promotion, so who knows? Yeah, no, I, I think, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're the two main ones I know of, you know. Yeah, that's the two I know. So we'll obviously end on Dixie because we could be here for an hour because we've got loads more to get through. Speaking of which, if you if you like horror stuff, you want to go watch Allie's uh vlog because she's all about horror toys and movie reviews, stuff like that. It's real fun. There you go. Next one we've got is, and I know it's one gentleman we obviously know pretty, pretty well, and it's, of course, CM Punk. Ooh. Rich, I mean, we're talking about a guy who's, I wouldn't say he's very outspoken, but he says what he feels, and I feel like sometimes some people don't like that. Is that a fair statement? That is a very fair statement. I, he has, he's, he's opinionated, we'll put it that way, but what mm-hmm. he believes in, he believes in very passionately, and so when he feels that that has been slighted or um, undignified in some way that it's his moral obligation, maybe subtextually, but also he likes to just shoot off. He has, he's got a temper too. And so, you know, he's one to react, Uh, but he he will also burn you if you give him time to uh, like Batman with prep time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hey, Mr. Punk. Yeah, I I used to be a big punk fan, you know. But but, but was it? Um, I, I don't like his. I'm right. It was I have this opinion. I'm right, and everybody else is wrong. Though I I, I but was it? That's why I can't. I don't really like what he is. And what Notice I never said I was a fan. I just I yes, just no, I know I know. Said what it was. Because um, you know what was it? People are people are entitled to different opinions and to sort of passive aggressively dismiss somebody's opinion well, the way he does. Um, I don't like. It's, just, it's, it's funny because I have a different perspective because I never saw any of his stuff. I yeah. never watched wrestling then, so my perspective is only of him right now, and yeah, which is okay. so different than like anybody else that's a normal wrestling yeah. fan. Punk's one of it's one of the and, and, and there's a few of them and, and we'll probably get into this some of the controversial things one of the other guys said because what was it um, but punks I, I, I mean as I, I get people as people grow and they understand that things change you know but uh, what was it um, I don't understand why some people get a, let's just say I don't understand why some people get a pass on seeing things in the past. Right, and just because they don't agree with it now, you, you know. Whereas there's people who have said it in the past and and have apologised, but it's like, oh, you're not in the right, you're not in the right place and culture-wise, so therefore, you're cancelled. You know, um, eh, but was it, I won't get into too much about that. But 
you know, that, that's how I feel about Punk as well. But there's some stuff there that from his from in his past that he said controversially, you know, mm-hmm. that doesn't doesn't tie in with what he is now, you know. And I know he says we have know. to allow people room to grow. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yep. I hundred percent agree with that. Yeah. I think that's a fair little statement to end on there, obviously for Punk because yeah, I mean he has said so many stuff. I mean, everybody remembers the infamous pipe bomb. I mean, that's probably the most like talked about thing, even to this day. So one little final thing I've got to end on, obviously, the punk. Rich, do you think he gets a lot of unnecessary flack or um unnecessary, maybe unwarranted, maybe. Is he unhappy about it? I don't think so. Okay, okay. I think and that it... I think that he likes to stir the pot too, and I think yeah. he likes to sit back and watch the ants scatter. Yeah. It, 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 what was it? I mean, if he was sitting here watching this right now, you wouldn't give a shit about what we say. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, and I think he's yeah. coming. Like he's even bringing the like the the straight edge back. I'm yeah. straight edge, and that makes me better than you. Like he's obviously yeah. taking jabs at Max, but. It's it's also about what that means too. Yeah, like mm-hmm. that's very heel punk. That's very like Heyman. So like that that yeah. institutes a, a different. I'm not yeah. here to be nice type of deal. Yeah, but Maybe that comes back, come. And that comes back to what you said earlier. He's, he with Max. He's leaving little nuggets there that mm-hmm. people people when people you know don't see yet. You know. <laughs> I know. You That's know. what I'm saying. I'm like, oh, yeah, and you forget about it, and then when it comes up in the in the future, <laughs> you go, damn, he said that, you know. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh dear, yeah, it, not gonna get by me. <laughs> yeah. And that's a little sticky thing there, is you know what I mean? A restaurant says something, you'll forget about it, and then later down the line, you think, oh shit, he actually said that. Holy crap! And that could, I think that's you could say that for many wrestlers. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, that's obviously that's that why it used to be important to watch Dark and Dark Elevation because they did have stuff that tied into there, whether or not you watched. It. And some people maybe they didn't notice, but they at least rewarded the people who did watch. That mm-hmm. that's that's Tony's biggest mistake today is is not having the shows the way they were. I know they've got collision now, but well, I, I think that was part of the meteorite seals. He couldn't do yeah. free TV on YouTube. Yeah, but that that YouTube thing that was that was a place of growth, you know. Whereas you you are not as likely to grow. Eh, what was it on television? Because that's, that's not, your performance you know, center live. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it was really good. I liked it. There you go. So next one we've got is, and it's I can't wait to get your thoughts on this one because this is a guy obviously I know his backstory pretty well. It's Jake the Snake Roberts. Ooh. Now, addiction, Alehani is obviously a real thing. We've seen it a lot with Hardy. Yeah. I always remember watching Beyond the Mat, and obviously we got a little bit of an insight to Jake the Snake Roberts. And I've got to be honest, when I watch that, it, it's kind of sad, man. Do you know what I mean? Overall, no, yeah, I mean, eh, what was it? Eh, anybody going through that battle? You know, eh, what was it? They'll, they'll do anything. You know, eh, what was it eh, to to get that next fix? You know, and mm-hmm. it means they do really, really scummy things. You know. And it comes back to, uh, what was it? It, 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 it comes back. It, it comes back to how you sort of, you you what was it? 
again, it comes back to how you judge one person over another, you know. I mean, Jake mm-hmm. had his redemption because he's been allowed to have his redemption, you know. Um, it, phenomenal talent, you know. Um, but there's, mm-hmm. there's lots of sort of lots of sort of demons and, and stories out there. He wasn't a nice he wasn't a nice guy to be around. But again, you've got to applaud the fact that he's got yourself into this, the position he is now. Yeah, he slips off from there. It was a now and then, but. At least he's got the, the network now to sort of, uh, what was it, prop him up, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, just just one thing not really related to sort of, like, like Jake and other wrestlers as well, DDP, that man sees the good in everybody, you know? Unbelievable, yeah. you know? Uh, what was it? And he'll harness that one one little thing of goodness to make that person. All we had to do was, all we had to do was Jake's self-esteem. And it, and it went back to what he was without the drugs, you know. Yeah. No, yeah. I think you're spot on there. And that's why I've got so much respect for DDP. When you look at the wrestlers, obviously, who's helped, obviously, Jake, obviously, Buff Bagwell's another one. Do you know what I mean? There's, yeah. I, there's probably a lot more. That's just the two, obviously, I remember. But yeah, Rich, I mean, obviously, when it comes to Jake, what do you think? Um, yeah, and I think that if you look at it from a non wrestling standpoint, it. It's a story that looks sad on the outside, but it's really a joyous story because of how it ends. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, it's so sad during the sad part, you almost consider it a sad story. As far as wrestling goes, I'm, I'm glad that he was able to get back and be accepted by the wrestling community once again. And he's gotten these contracts with AEW, yeah. I'm sure, which is probably... Uh, more than what he deserves for what he's done because Mm -hmm. Tony is a good guy and he is nostalgic and he cares for people and cares for wrestlers, I think into their old age. Um, And uh, I I think um, it let him, it's kind of let him go out with grace and style. Yeah. It's it's quite ironic as well because not a lot of people know this, but but Jake's actually got a a legend still with the WWE as well. Yeah, he's double dipping. You know? So he's actually got a deal with AEW and mm-hmm. WWE, which is mental. It's also, it, it, it's sort of sad in, in a sense as well. It's almost bittersweet that he got through all that and now he's got that COPD that she's really, you yeah. know, you know. But hopefully, hopefully, uh, what was it going forward? He can well, sort of... I mean, I think it just, t- I think it that the lesson of that is even if you get through, you still have to deal with the consequences of your choices. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, that, that's an amazing little thing to end on that one. So the next one obviously we've got is and it's it's Goldust. Now the interesting thing is the, the reason is obviously on this list is obviously the character he portrayed during the I think it was nineties, eight possibly probably eighties, I can't exactly remember when he no, started. It but... was like he started out in like ninety four. Okay, so thank, thanks for correction. Because that was the okay. height of when I watched wrestling. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, obviously with Goldust, obviously the character's really portrayed, but the one thing I'll always remember with Goldust is obviously, if you've seen the AEW Unrestricted thing he did with Aubrey and Tony, he opened up about obviously one of his addictions, and it, again, it's moving back to addiction thing, and he was able to obviously fight through it, and I've got to be honest, I was actually in tears when I actually heard this, but Rich, what do you think? Well, see, I think if you're talking about Goldust, the character... And uh-huh. then you have to talk about his entrance into WWE or WWF at that time, because at that time 
it was so controversial to have anyone who acted in that manner and talked uh-huh. in that way and the way that he like moved up against other wrestlers was very very ahead of its time in terms of the lgbtqia plus community and stuff like that um so there was controversy there but i think there was also it, it was kind of a groundbreaker um for the newer generation to uh like the the adrian adonis's of them before it was that generations and then you know the um, uh uh gorgeous george and, and so on and so on uh but he was the, the character itself was very controversial when it first came out yeah yeah anyway you remember about uh, sorry especially that um wrestlemania match with piper where the, he, he stripped him down and he had like the, the yeah. on. i was like what yeah <laughs> was, uh, was, you know um it, I, I i i mean it's a tale yeah, of sort of like two generations. Well, you can't really say it. Could you call it a generation? I don't have. Well, you can't really call it a generation because he is his brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, but if, his story's so different to Cody's. You know, Cody. Cody. If you listen to Cody's story, he had the perfect dad. You know, whereas if you listen to Dustin's story, Dustin was Dustin wasn't there. He was always on the road. You know, mm-hmm. um, and that was. And Dusty admitted that himself. Dusty said that himself. He wasn't going to make that. He got a second chance at a family, and he wasn't going to mess that up, you know. Um, uh, but it, you, you know, the controversy around Goldust. Even there was a falling out. I don't know if you know this, but with Dusty, they didn't speak for a few years, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. of that gimmick, yeah. you know. Um, uh, but was it uh, uh, because because again, Dustin was of in that shadow of. Dusty Rose and uh, what was it? Dustin was part of who Dusty <laughs> Dusty's character was as well, you know, because he had introduced him into WCW, you know, as mm-hmm. his son and and that, you know. So there's there's a bit of controversial there, and obviously, obviously, his story with uh, what was it, um, like substance abuse and things like that. Yeah. Again, uh, what was it? Um, it's it's also easy to judge. Uh, people that fall off, uh, fall in these sort of times, you know. But uh, what was it? It can happen <laughs> to anybody very easily. Yeah, you and can... especially when you're living on the road and that lifestyle. Even yeah. your your the the likeliness just increases. Yeah, it, it, it's not even wrestling. You could go out tomorrow and have an, a, a a car accident and damage, uh, do something to your foot, you know, and the yep. pain, you know, could be astronomical, you know, and, and you just. It, you just end up slipping, you know. That was it down mm-hmm. a slippery slope, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. What was it called? And then you start to you start to sort of doubt yourself, and then obviously, you know. Yeah. Many times we've heard this story in wrestling, and it's amazing that again that he's that, that he is. I mean, he's looking healthy, you know. And, like uh, in gymnastics, they call it the twirlies when you're on uh, the bars, and like you just somehow you lose your orientation, and then you start doubt. Your brain doesn't know where it's at, and it's like you doubt everything that you knew before. Yeah, it's very. That sounds very similar to that. Yeah, and the one thing that we never we never sort of discuss as well is uh, some of these guys have lost friends on the road. You know, mm-hmm. and we don't know about their their relationships are like brotherhoods. You know, sisters mm-hmm. and brothers. They're on the road all the time. You know, together. You know, um, and you know what was it? Um, 
It's amazing that he's got. It's amazing that he's he's in a situation. I've seen amazing. I mean, it's sad the story he posted the other day. He's obviously in Hawaii with his his partner, and, and you know, and you know. But all the all the challenges, and yet he comes back so positive, and you know. Mm-hmm. I find it hard to find. I find it hard to find him controversial. But then again, eh, I I know the reason why it's controversial, like you discussed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, this is the. The, I will be honest, some of these, obviously, I was a bit of an eyebrow raiser. This is why I put them on the list, so you guys can obviously give your thoughts and stuff like that. But, yeah, I mean, overall, I think Goldust is a great person overall. He's Like I said, he's gone from, obviously, where he is now. To, and it, to me, he's an absolute legend in the ring. I mean, the knowledge is, well, is really over. Just to add one more thing real quick, if you think of Dusty Rhodes as the natural, he was mm-hmm. very similar to what Cody Rhodes was in AEW. And so I think that he needed the character of Gold Dust, and he infused that. That's why he still paints his face to this day. It's very infused with who he is now. So I think that it had more of a lasting impact on Dustin than it might even do than it might even have on the wrestling industry. Yeah, I, I, I don't care what I don't care what uh, Uncle Dave says. I don't care about his star ratings. But Cody and Dustin was uh, Cody and Dustin was the best wrestling match I've been in the last five years. You know, uh, what was yes, it? Uh, it you know, nothing's touched it, you know. No, nope, I agree that's all. Mm-hmm. Screw you, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. next up we've got is, obviously we're going to move on because we're like way behind time is... Sorry. That's my it's call. Lita. So the interesting thing is with Lita, I mean, if we say relationships backstage, Rich, and we'll just go with that. I mean, what can we say? Yeah, that's the, uh, the, the, the bouncing around of... But, dude, uh, honestly, uh, I had a... I had a group of friends post high school, like basically in their college university age type deal. And we did that a lot. Like guy, girls would go out with certain guys in the group and then everyone would just kind of yep. switch. And I think that especially when you're in that type of environment, especially back then where it was a lot of travel, you, you, you interact with the people that you have contact with. And so mm-hmm. that, I think that kind of thing is going to happen, but there, theirs was just made more public than anyone else's. Yeah. Oh, okay. Any, go ahead. Can I see it? Is it PG? I don't know. Is whole bag PG? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean that. <laughs> no. Um, again, I, I, I was um, I, I, I don't see this as too, uh, too controversial. It's just people. It's just life and people and relationships. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it? Um, I mean, some would say some would say it's karma, but Punk did the same to her. You know, Punk, Punk. Mm-hmm. Punk was engaged to her while he started seeing AJ, you know. Uh, what was it? Um, so it, it, it's just it is what it is, you know. So basically, what it is is what we, I think what you guys are saying is it's just basically real life, but on a TV screen. Yeah. Is that basically the gist of that one? Yep. Wrapped up and with a nice little bow on it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. I mean, we could, not really much we can add to that one. Next one we've got is. And it's obviously the poster child for obviously this show. It's of course Mr. Enzo Amore. Any, this guy is so easily dislikable. I've got to be honest, but can we see why? Um, yeah, I can see why. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's he's just a natural bullshit. That's his problem, you know. Uh, but was um, and from I, I mean we're. We're speaking from this perspective of what we've read and heard, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it was um, 
even in even in locker room, he just the way he supposedly bullshits people, you know. Uh, but it was mm-hmm. an amazing guy on the mic, you know, because that that, yep. that that bullshit bullshit mastery comes in handy when you're on when you you're a, you want to be a promo guy, you know. But um, uh, but it was uh, it just weaved itself into so many it's like stupid situations, you know. Um, yep. even even down to the when he when he managed to concuss himself when he, <laughs> just after his debut. You know what was it? Um, uh, what was it? Um, he managed to turn it around on other people when it was him. It was just he was just. Is that uh, the one where he um, slid under the ring and then it hit the bottom rope? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Rich. I mean, Enzo Amore overall. Um. So once again, I didn't what I didn't really watch when he was like at his height. I don't know a bunch about the guy, but what I do know. From everything that I that I've heard, is he's kind of a dirtbag, mm-hmm. and he's kind of the scum of the earth, and he's got a loud mouth and likes to pop off. Um, yes. But when you have a person like Big Bill at, at your backside, who's seven foot one, and also like your best friend from a long time ago, little man syndrome comes out, and it doesn't make it makes all the sense in the world to me as a short person. Yeah. If I had a seven foot giant, I'd be talking shit to everybody. Yeah. Uh, dear, tell, yeah. Me, tell me when I'm telling lies. <laughs> what was that right. from again? That was a that was a wrestling promo. Uh, it was a musical I saw. Uh, Book of Mormon. Yeah, Book of Mormon. But before that, somebody used that as a line in wrestling. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I just pulled it out of the air like magic. <laughs> hey. Well, bless. Oh, right, next. oh, sorry. Gimmick infringement. <laughs> right next we've got four more obviously big wrestlers to cover and this one it's of course it's sunny oh. i mean what can we say i mean duis there's so many killing people yeah there's I, I, literally there's a whole list of stuff she's absolutely done wrong but rich i mean go ahead talk about sunny it's like sunny's like it's a sad story yeah, mm-hmm. because where her and Chris Candido started to where they are both now currently or not currently um, is just really the saddest thing ever because it was so promising. But she is the poster child of really is it is it even right to kick someone so much when they're this down? <laughs> She's had so much go on that way, but that, a lot of it's her own bad decisions. But a lot of that comes from I think mental trauma of losing her lifelong best friend in love yeah okay. and it comes back to what we talked about jake you know you've got to give the same you've got to pass the same judgment on somebody you know that that isn't there yet as well you know yeah she, she, she's not she's not there yet you know um what was it called is she going to get a resumption probably not i think she had it and then she lost it again because obviously chris died I mean, yeah. she got herself sorted out. She got herself into the WWE Hall of Fame. She got herself into good, you know, good shape, you know. And uh, then the, the the thing happened with Chris, you know. Um, yeah. Uh, what was it called? Yeah, they might have had that sort of weird relationship, but sometimes that's what people have in life. They just have that 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 sort of relationship with somebody where they're they, what was it? Um, they, they hate to love and they love to hate, you know. <laughs> you know, yeah. And um, like you says, I think a, a big factor of this is losing Chris. You know, that was a soulmate. You know, mm-hmm. and he, Chris as well. 
if I, I, I've got a feeling if people, if Chris was still about and people spoke about Sonny the way they do, he would be the first one to come come out and knock you, knock you on your arse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, absolutely. Well said. Well said. But, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a sad story. I mean, I, I mean, I was a big fan of Sonny. You know, I, th- I, I think she's a wonderful. She's amazing on the mic. She was the most downloaded person on the internet in the late nineties. Yeah. Back yeah. when AOL was going on. Now I I'm dating myself. I'm 42 years old. That was a huge thing. Yeah. That was massive back in the day to be the most downloaded woman. She overtook Terry Hatcher from yeah. uh, Lois and Clark. Yeah. Uh, the her of her fame, and it was ridiculous how popular she was, and like yeah. the heartthrob that she was. Everybody thought that she was like just the prettiest. She was yeah. the most over person. Yeah, exactly, yeah. and not to judge it, not 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 to judge anybody as well. The DUI thing, again, if you're going to give Jeff and and Jimmy Uso and all that a free pass, then you need to give her one. So people would argue about, well, she killed somebody, and she says, well, the other ones have just been lucky not to, you know. Um, yeah. Was, um, so I think that's the first statement, yeah. Yeah. So what uh, was um, if you're going to judge somebody, you need to judge some. Uh, Everybody the same way, you know. And if you judge, if you judge Jake as a good guy, a good person now, then you need to look at Sonny and think. But was it somebody just needs to somebody just needs to help her and get her out of that situation? But she's obviously got to want to get out of that situation as well, right enough. But but she's yeah, hard think, to do. Yeah, I think <laughs> you you make a valid point there. For wrestlers, obviously, get help. They've got to help themselves as well. Yeah, you know what I mean, and take responsibility and stuff like that. So yeah, I think that's a fair little stock, st- statement there, Haney. So. We'll move along. Obviously, we've got a couple more to get through. And it's Kevin Nash is next. The interesting thing is, if there's a guy who talk when it comes to backstage politics, this guy's obviously at the top of the list. Uh, top of the list. Sorry. Rich, I mean, did he get a bit of unnecessary hit, or is it just all justified? In a no, way? he him becoming lead booker is the beginning of the downfall of WCW, as far as okay. I'm concerned. That was the start of it. Um, so, so for backstage politics, it's a well deserved. Yeah. Okay. We say any? Again, I don't believe for one minute when he says, oh, "I never wanted that booking gig." Bill, <laughs> you know, if you didn't want it, you're you're such a you're 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 a guy that that doesn't do anything that you don't want to do. So to tell me that you didn't want it is just nonsense. You know. Yeah, you wanted yeah. to benefit from it somehow, or you found personal pleasure in it, or something. Yeah, exactly. You know, but um, I mean, that finger poke of doom thing just was stupid. just was just stupid. Some would say the most controversial thing that he did was the curtain call, but again, nobody would have knew about that if it wasn't for the internet. You know, see, the funny thing is, when that happened live, the stupid mark in me, I was happy because I'm like, the family's back together. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what's really you know what's really funny about that is everybody knew apart from the the so-called diehard WWE fans, you know, WWF fans that, that, that there was that click, you know, because they they, they, they were so into that they were so into the products, you know, uh, what was it? Um, right. But everybody else knew, you know, you know, every everybody knew that they three were, you know, or they four were, it, you know. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I think that's a, so. We've got two yeah. more obviously to cover, so we're going to try to quickly. 
No, he was in the he was in the news recently too, wasn't he? For some statement that he said like a few months back. Yep, there's a few. He's done a few things. Said a yeah, few things. no, I mean it's it, at this point I'm just saying it's continued behavior. <laughs> yeah, he's keeping himself out there. It's like it's like um, it's it's like everybody shits on Jim Cornette, but Jim Cornette is is playing he's the relevant. you know, and. Uh, Nash came out and says that Ellie Knight was a it was a nobody. He was an awesome and rock wannabe. You know, all that's done is promote his um, podcast and people joining in and watching it. You know, mm-hmm. but you know, it was a business decision. What's best for business? <laughs> there you go. Oh, there you go. So right then, gentlemen, we've got two more left, and this one is pretty. It's a big one. It's the Ultimate Warrior. I mean, this guy is obviously on a dark side of the ring episode, so. I, I will be honest, I don't know much about the backstory of this, so I will let you guys wax poetic about this one, Rich. Start off. Uh, see, to me, this is like another, what I would label as a tragic story. Mm-hmm. Like, from him coming up and everything that happened and then to his death, like, what was it, three days after he got inducted into the Hall of Fame or whatever? Yep. Like, geez louise. Because... Like, when you look back, I, you wonder what made him so popular sometimes. But I remember looking back as a kid, and when he came out, dude, I just got jazzed up. And mm-hmm. that's what, and at that time, especially, that's what it was for. It was for that younger to audience and the parents trying to get their kids to go and stuff like that. I, I loved him, dude. And so it, it hurt bad when when that did. I think that's a tragic story. Yeah. Okay. Mr. Haney? Yeah, I, I agree. I was a big, I was a big Warrior fan, and I know he's, I know he's had his controversies and things like that, you know. But again, um, that that redemption path he was on just before he passed is so sad, you know. You watch that documentary, you know, uh, what was it called? Uh, I mean, what was it? Um, it gave Vince McMahon the little engine that could, you know, and, yeah. and a, you know that's a reference to their, their sort of relationship going back, you know, and. And to see Vince with a tear in his eye and Stephanie and all that, you know, you know that that part machine, was He can do that. Sorry, like he's a he's not a machine. He can do that. He can be emotional. <laughs> yeah, I know. God forbid, you know. I know. It's crazy, right? <laughs> you know. Uh... You know. Watching watching interviews with Vince uh, about Andre, you know, uh, what was it called? He's, you know, that that cuts him up. What happened? You know. Um, and that was why that uh, is a different topic. That was why that was why he created the WrestleMania three story for Andre to try and mm-hmm. uh, what was it, to try and thing. But anyways, I know Warriors made some controversial statements, but so have some of the guys that we've spoken about. You know, and some of the fan favorites. You know, oh, yeah. You know, uh, what was it? Uh, Cena's made controversial statements. Austin's made controversial statements. Uh, what was it? Jericho, Punk. You know. That's like a Tuesday. The any yeah. any like who cares? Everyone makes controversial yeah. statements, especially since the dawn of Twitter. I mean, that's that's just you might as well have your morning coffee. Oh, controversial statement. It's no <laughs> big deal. Twitter. It's lost its value to me. Yeah, yeah it and it's quite funny how it's quite hard, funny how the WWE did the self destruction of the, the Ultimate Warrior, and then they tried to unravel it all when he came back. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't mean it. It was just. <laughs> we made it up. We made it up. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Uh, right then, gentlemen, we've got one more to discuss. And Rich, obviously, you've seen the list. Always, I'll let you introduce this guy. Go ahead. Who's the last one on the list? Last one on the list. Tony Khan. It's Ric Flair. 
Of course it has to be. I mean, we have to end off with a weird big one. I mean, Haney, I mean, I, we said before the show we could do a whole three hours just on this guy's controversy, yeah. but go ahead, yeah. start us off. <laughs> Which one do you want? <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> I'll let you decide. Um, yeah, I mean, the most the most recent one is the most recent one is his last match with a heart attack. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know if that's genius or or controversial or what. You know, I mean, I I, I would have to think controversial would be like the plane ride of death or whatever yeah. from hell or plane yeah. ride from hell. Yeah. That's, I mean, that that's certainly controversial. Yeah. Because that to me is like real life stuff that got out to the public. The the, the issue I have with the issue I have with Rick around these stories is that there's, there's, there's there is more of these stories that that people tell in shooting interviews and things like that, you know. But mm-hmm. it, it's like it's like a wrestler or what was it? Um, it, it like it, like from like the eighties talking about it, you know. And it's like, well. But you know, he, he's he's not been around wrestling since uh, what was it ninety one? You know, uh, but was it? But there's quite a few uh, stories out there about Rick around that sort of same sort of scenario. Even Roddy, uh, 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 what was it? I, I seen Roddy Piper a few times at a sort of meet and greet question t- uh, question time. He spoke about Rick and some of the stuff that he that he got up to. You know, mm-hmm. he, he said that as a joke and sort of some fun. But I'm sure now it wouldn't, it wouldn't pass as fun. This sort of culture we're in now with the cancel culture you know oh boy yeah you can't do half of that stuff and yeah. nowhere near i can't remember which i can't remember what was it um i can't remember which way it was around i can't remember if it was dusty to to flare or flare to dusty but roddy said the first time he met uh what was it rick flair and and dusty rosie walked into a dressing room and one of them was shoving a, a suppository up the other one's ass. <laughs> uh, Okay, I mean, what can you? You not really much you can say about that one. I will be honest, but Roddy says I just walked in and I walked straight back out again. Yeah, the thing is with Ric Flair is there's so many things he's he's done. I mean, there's too many to even name. Let's be honest. You you just call him the living controversy. Yeah, because it just will continually happen. Yes, as long as he's alive, I'm sure his death will be a controversy somehow. (laughs) I think. I think after he passes, more stories will come out. I think there's two wrestlers that will happen to is, is, is Jerry the King Lawler and Ric Flair. Because there's a lot of stories that have not been told because of who they are and the power they, they held. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope it doesn't I, I hope it doesn't affect their legacy. But I've got a funny feeling it will. I think the Rick one, it probably will. I don't know much about, obviously, the Jerry Lawler one. I'll just have to look that up. But yeah, Gentlemen. That's it. We've we've covered ten controversial people. Wow! Can you believe that? We did it. We did it. We, we did, did it. We, we did it. We never controversial. We never controversial. We never. We never discussed the most controversial person of all, which is Caleb Bain. <gasps> you leave RCB alone. <laughs> we'll talk after the show. We might have to get some lawyers yeah. involved. Yeah. <laughs> Check up to Caleb. <laughs> Shout out to Caleb there. Woo! So PCB. 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 Okay, okay. <laughs> right then, gentlemen, that's our show. So if you guys want to follow us on social media, you can head to fnwrestling.com. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, on YouTube. Rich, as always, we're, we're everywhere, right? Everywhere. Everywhere. 
Of course, of course. And if you guys want a t-shirt, you can head to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash FMRestling. You can get the I Love AFW shirt, which Rich is obviously wearing. You can get the All FM Wrestling shirt, which Natalia Markover is wearing. I'm not that good get, looking of a model. I'm sorry. You can get you can get the magical wrestling. You can get the magical wrestling t-shirt, which is the freaking guys killing me. <laughs> you can get the magical wrestling t-shirt, which is modeled by our good friend Dollywood. And what's to have a go at the Adrian Adonis section? <laughs> go ahead, take it away. Oh no, no, it's you got your uh, adorable Adrian Adonis. Who's obviously been on that side of the ring? You can head to prorosintees.com forward slash Adrian Adonis and buy yourself a nice little t shirt. And yeah, gentlemen, don't forget, obviously, the All Lifting Wrestling Show is back tomorrow. I don't know what the show is called. I'm on it, but all I know is it's something to do with ducks. I will be there with you tomorrow as well. What are we doing tomorrow? Because I have no idea. It's talking with ducks. Oh, they're Quack. going. That'd be quackers. Oh, guess oh, what? Yeah. You'll wanna, you'll, you'll wanna, and uh, yes, congratulations to Dollywood, to Rebecca and uh, Alex on their nuptials today. Of course. Hey, what the hell? <laughs> oh, that is that is uh, AFW and training. Don't worry about him. Yeah, well, funny was I was looking there and I looked over and I just see this that young kid going like that. Sorry, that was <laughs> funny. That's the young prince right there. Uh, that was brilliant. So, any final words from Mister Haney? Um, not really. Okay. Any final words from the Lord Rich Southwood? Thank you for allowing me to be here. It's always a pleasure to be on with you, gentlemen. I have of one more. Okay. Indubitably. Indubitably. <laughs> Indubitably. So, on behalf of me, Liam Wakelin, Mr. Haney, and Lord Rich Southwood, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. We'll see you on the next one. Magic my note. <laughs>